The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. It's sex out loud, and you're welcome to listen in. Passion on CJAD 800. Thank God it's Friday. I don't know about you, but I am happy it's Friday. It's been a long week of a lot of sex talk, meaning not just my day job, not just my night job, but giving uh, a few conferences uh, this week. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty tired, but I have one more night for you guys, and I want to talk about sex tonight. So tonight, as we do every Friday night, I share some of the latest science with you uh, that I find on sexuality. We'll talk about uh, how many of us actually want an open relationship, at least more than maybe we thought. So we'll talk about a new study on that. Uh, we will talk about how men react very differently to breakups. And Ariana Grande is in the inspiration behind a yet another new dating trend. That and more coming up in the program. But first, let's take a look at the inbox. Make a connection anytime at 514-800. Time to answer some of your questions here tonight. Uh, you can send them in anytime throughout the show as well. I'm happy to answer them throughout the show. Uh, at uh, 514-800 to text in. You can also email me to laurie at drlaurie.com. And if you feel like talking to me, you could do that at uh, 514-790-0800. Don't forget tonight after 1030, we'll also play Dirty Mind. So get ready to play that where I give you three dirty clues and you come up with the answer. The first person to get it right will get a one-month unlimited pass to 360 Punch. This is a new uh, gym. It's not really a gym, but a training center uh, on the West Island where you can box and do all kinds of stuff. So, uh, and where you can find me pretty much every morning. <laughs> all right, here are some questions. If my partner doesn't have the same sex drive as I do, what can I do to fix this? Or does that mean we are just not compatible? You know, if it was about compatibility, I got to say, it would mean that a whole lot of couples out there would end up being not compatible. So sex drives often vary in couples. It's rather rare to see couples, long-term couples. I'm not talking about new couples. New couples are pretty much on the same page when it comes to sex drive. You want to do it, you know, every time you see your partner or all the time or what have you. But fast forward... Uh, for a while and like 18 months into the relationship, two years, three years, four years, then uh, stuff happens, life happens and sex drives can vary. And that's not just in men, but, or not just in women, but also in uh, men, although less so in men, in men, it tends to stay steady. Whereas in women, it, it fluctuates quite a bit. So this is why it's so important to talk, to, to have sexual communication, to be able to negotiate, um, your like to negotiate frequency, for example, and, and talk about that. And also for the one with lower sex drive to understand how sex drive actually works. So for some people over time, uh, your sex drive no longer is spontaneous. So you don't have the excitement 
uh, like you did in the beginning or the uh, immediate arousal that would lead you to want sex in the beginning. Okay. But that doesn't mean that you're not responsive to sex, that, that once you get engage in sex with your partner, that your desire actually kicks in. This is the way we look at desire now in long-term relationships, especially for, uh, for women. So context matters. Lots of other factors matter when it comes to deciding on having sex, um, or not. All right. Hi, I've gotten my girlfriend into her butt since I've been, (laughs) okay, eating her ass. Uh, She's more open to butt stuff than ever before. Is there any health tips for experimenting with uh, anal? Uh, Why, these questions come up quite a bit, anal play. Uh, So anal play can involve all kinds of things. It can involve uh, uh, penetration with fingers, toys, penises, uh, one penis, or oral stimulation. Okay. Analingus is really the word for, uh, oral stimulation of the anus to make it the most enjoyable possible. The area has to be relaxed. Your sphincter muscle has to be relaxed. Your pelvic floor relaxed to prepare. You have to, you, you would start with simply playing with the outside of the anus, certainly before, um, penetration, Uh, and especially before you penetrate with a large toy or a penis, you have to start with something small. You can't just go in, all right? Uh, It needs to be prepared. It's uh, different than a vagina that uh, has a a certain amount of of stretch to it. It's, um, uh, It's a muscle that contracts, but once it opens, uh, retracts again, like goes back to, uh, it's more elastic, let's just say. Okay. Uh, and an anus also doesn't really lubricate naturally like a vagina does. So you have to absolutely use, um, a lubricant. Also make sure that whatever you put in, uh, will not damage your butt, your rectum, your anus, Or worse, this came up last night, get lost in there. So if you're going to use a butt plug, for example, which are anal toys, they should have a base on them. They should have a base so that it doesn't get sucked up into uh, the rectum. Okay, very, very important. Also, to protect yourself and your partner from an STI, you really should use condoms on sex toys and on uh, a penis. You make sure you don't transfer. You don't go from the anus to the vagina. Never. Uh, You can go from the vagina to the anus, but not the other way around. Uh, And even for um, like just anal play without like with your hand, let's say, it might be a really good idea to wear a, uh, a latex glove, A, to protect yourself from bacteria, B, uh, so that there's no, your nails or uh, that there's no sharpness uh, on your fingers that could cause a, a tear, which the, it's very, very thin, the skin there, so it uh, the lining, so it could tear easily. So wearing a latex glove, and for oral play, using a dental dam or um, basically a, a a piece of latex that is stretched over uh, the area that provides a barrier between you, your mouth, and and the anus. So I hope that uh, that answers your question. 
Coming up, there's lots of things I want to talk about, uh, but I also want to keep answering your questions. So if there's stuff that comes up, you want to email me uh, to laurie at drlaurie.com. You want to text me here. Please feel free at 514-800. Coming up next, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Girl Power, uh, an event uh, happening for young girls. So if you are the parent of a uh, a girl age 18 to 13, you're going to want to pay attention to this. This event is happening on May 11th. So we'll talk to one of the organizers. We'll also talk about uh, open relationships. A new study says that quite a few people uh, that is their, that would be their ideal scenario. And I want to hear from you. Uh, how ideal is that for you? We strip away the stigmas every night with passion on CJAD 800. In this age of hashtag me too, there's a lot of talk about female empowerment. And of course, this can take many forms, but I believe it should start really young. And now coming up is a free event for young girls meant to inspire and empower them in the area of athletics and Capino Physio and Wellness Center, which is the clinic where I have my West Island office and District Elite are sponsoring a fabulous uh, free event on May 11th. And here to tell us more is Caroline Calvé, who is the event organizer and a veteran of the Canadian Women's Alpine Snowboard Team. Hi, Caroline. Hi. Uh, so, yeah, hi, hi. Mm-hmm. So tell us about uh, Champ Chat. What is this all about and why was this started? Okay, so uh, I really wanted to um, create an event that could encourage girls to um, experience sport in a really cool and positive way. And um, uh, Champ Chats are part of the Fast and Female, Fast and Female Programming. Okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a non-for-profit that's been uh, around for more than 10 years, uh, probably 15 years now. And it's um, Sandra Crawford, who is an Olympian, who started this um, years ago to to counter all the stats that are out there about girls quitting sports in their teen years. Um, and, um, uh, and so a champ chat is a chance for girls uh, age 8 to 13, in our case, uh, to meet some ambassadors, fast and female ambassadors, that are all athletes or um, sport-connected. So all the ambassadors that are going to be there on Saturday, next Saturday, are going to be uh, either Olympians in different kinds of sports oh, wow. or national team athletes. And uh, they serve as role models, positive role models, obviously um, models of determination and perseverance. And the idea is for girls that are part of the event get to connect and, and chit-chat and, and just uh, have a cool, positive experience with uh, national team athletes and Olympians. That's a great, great initiative. But why, why do we need to make uh, a special effort? You think to encourage girls to participate in sports? Like we, we seem to do this naturally for boys, right? Like when we Absolutely. raise boys, we put them in sports all the time. Uh, mm. Why do you think girls are not equally encouraged? You know, I'm not, I'm not an expert. I can't really uh, say. But what I've sort of seen, being someone, an athlete myself, and someone that's uh, that goes to a lot of schools and 
because I give a lot of presentations in schools mm-hmm. and I talk to kids about my my personal uh, sport and and uh, athletic career. And I see that in in schools, and I hear testimonies of people saying, "Oh well, you know, my kids are in school, and they just gave a huge uh, uh, subvention. They just gave a lot of financing to the boys' sports, but the girls' volleyball team uh, only got 10 percent of that. Wow. And we're struggling, and we're trying to, you know, fund fundraises for our girls to to play sports. So I see this over and over and over again, and really? I see. And you see the stats out there that are incredible. Six times more girls in their teen years will drop out of sports than boys. Huh. Um, if girls don't, if girls aren't active by the age of ten, if they don't uh, implicate themselves in any kind of sport by the age of ten, chances are they'll never be active for the rest of their life. So, wow, <laughs> it's really important. To, it's really important to, I think, cater for what girls are interested in. And I think that the school system and a lot of sports out there are, are organized for boys specifically. Of course, girls participate in in um, in sports that we technically think that are more boys oriented, but mm-hmm. it's still something that is created for boys. First. You know what? I th- and I think there are beliefs around uh, maybe like fa- myths or, or false beliefs around girls and sports that maybe. They, uh, you know, they don't want to be perceived a certain way, or there's got to be something that's that's stopping them. Uh, Absolutely, right? I think that I, I think that uh, you're completely right. When I uh, I'm I'm looking at all my registrations at the moment of all the participants that I have, and I see comments because we ask them, uh, why do you think your child should be? Um, why do you think your child will benefit from this kind of event, or why? You, if it's a girl herself that, that registered, she'll write a comment and what what she would mm-hmm. like to get out of it. And a lot of the comments that I see have to do with confidence. Yeah, and, and it's so and important. It's crazy how it's so important, and I think that sport is a great way to to build confidence because you try something, it's hard, it doesn't work, then you try again, and it may work, and it teaches you that with uh, with uh, a little bit of perseverance, a little bit of and, and give yourself a, a second chance, um, you can you can succeed. And this is something that I tell kids when I visit them in school is that my athletic career is not a, a success story. It there are little snippets of success, but there's a lot of failure out there. Of course, <laughs> of course. And, and it's because of those failures that I managed to um, to 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 reach the heights that I did. And also we have to remember that building that, that confidence and building that feeling of empowerment to some degree absolutely helps, uh, young women in relationships. Like we forget that it has repercussions everywhere. It's not just about the, the, the athletics. It's all about what that leads to later on. If you get them young, what does that mean when they're finally out there and and dating and how do they how do they feel about themselves and and all of that so we, ha- we have to do all of that to to be able to help all right so uh caroline where um how do people sign up is there still room yes uh actually i uh noticed that the 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 registrations have picked up a lot on over the weekend or over this week and uh over the last couple of days so I know that it will pick up a lot over the weekend, and we only have about 
20 something spots for, okay. for girls to register. So a lot, um, not a lot, but they can register if you want to, if you want more information, you can go to fastandfemale.com and you go to events and you'll see the Montreal event there and you can click on that and it gives you all the details and it's a free event. Wonderful. So fastandfemale.com. It's taking place at District Elite, uh, yes. which is on the West Island in collaboration with Capino Physio and Wellness Center, which, uh, is uh, my fave clinic out there, so yes. <laughs> of course, I'm biased because I work there. Ah, <laughs> I uh, see. But wonderful, wonderful initiative. Uh, Caroline Calvé, thank you so much. Good luck with it, and we'll uh, we'll send you our 8- to 13-year-old girls. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. My pleasure. Uh, if you want to sign up, if you have girls between the ages of 8 to 13, fastandfemale.com for the uh, Montreal event. All right. I want to talk about um, open relationships. A new study says that many of us actually would want an open relationship. This was a study out of the University of uh, British Columbia. It just came out uh, in the Journal of Sex Research. They polled over 2,000 Canadians uh, between the ages of 18 to 94. Here's what they found. 4% of respondents in a romantic partnership said they were in an open relationship. So that's 4%. One-fifth of all the participants reported previously having been in one, and more than one in ten, uh, so about 12%, said open relationships are their ideal relationship type. Um, and this group per, who preferred open relationships tended to, to go towards the younger and more uh, male uh, respondents. They didn't look at uh, sexual orientation or anything. So uh, I'm wondering what you think about that. Uh, Are you surprised by that number, that about 12% of us say that open relationships are our ideal relationship type? Now, we can say that it's our ideal relationship type, like, yes, ideally it would be great if blah, blah, blah. Um, that doesn't mean we would do it. It doesn't mean that we uh, strive for that either. Uh, but I think it's really interesting. And we're certainly hearing so much more about open uh, relationships. There's a lot of TV shows that uh, deal with this, like swinger shows and, and other kinds of shows like this. Uh, so it, it's definitely more common. Just don't know. There's no stats really on um, how much more common now than, than was before because there was never data collected before uh, before on this. Um, also, the, the, the uh, difference between men and women was that I think it's because men are maybe more comfortable with the idea of casual sex. Um, and that has come up, uh, of course, many, many times, and that's also been studied. So it's uh, still a striking number. said open relationships are their ideal relationship type, and about 4% of respondents of Canadians um, are in an open relationship, which of course could be, uh, could mean a couple of things, right? Could mean a poly relationship, meaning they have, they have, uh, more than one romantic partner. It could also uh, be swinging relationships where they just have sexual uh, outside sexual partners. So there's different definitions, but the rules are made by the couple. 
and we, uh, the umbrella term that we now use for that is consensual non-monogamy. Coming up, we're going to play uh, Dirty Minds and talk about other betrayals that are just as hurtful as an affair. Let's see if you agree uh, with what this article says. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJAD 800. It's time to play Dirty Minds. We do this on Friday nights and your chance to win a one-month unlimited pass to 360 Punch. And by the way, you can try, uh, you can take a free trial class. So the first class is free. I'll be there tomorrow morning, 1015. Come for the class and join me. Uh, all right, here are the clues. Uh, they're dirty clues. The first ca- the first caller through at 514-790-0800, who gets the answer right, wins the prize. I'm a four-letter word that ends with T. I can be taken orally. When I'm hard, I take too long. What am I? I'm a four-letter word that ends with T. I can be taken orally. When I'm hard, I take too long. 514-790-0800. So first caller through with the right answer. I read an interesting article. This one was about betrayals that are just as hurtful as an affair that I wanted to to talk with you and see if you agreed. Uh, And they go on to talk about um, hiding a drug addiction, right? So a person who's hiding something uh, like that. Of course, once you find out, how do you trust your partner? Uh, Confiding your problems in others first. So this article points to the fact that that feels like a, a like trust can be really broken uh, when you're talking about your troubles to someone else other than the partner you're having trouble with. Lying, uh, but doesn't say what kinds of lies, but I don't think little white lies nonetheless, but lying is a big one because then your partner will doubt everything you say. Uh, emotional cheating, I can see that one. Bullying or emotional verbal abuse, something that chips away at at the other person's self-worth is a a huge betrayal and very, very hurtful to a relationship. And finally, they talk about uh, disrespect. Of course, there are many forms of disrespect, um, but not caring uh, about your partner, what your partner thinks or wants, and not putting the couple ahead of one's own needs also uh, is a problem. So those are betrayals that this uh, writer wrote are just as hurtful as an affair. Although I have to say, from the standpoint of a therapist who works with a lot of uh, betrayal, the affair, an affair and cheating behavior is... uh, the the worst betrayal that I've seen. I mean, all of these things are betrayals. I just don't think they're as hurtful. And usually when there's been uh, infidelity, other things are in there as well. So lying, disrespect, like it all fits with the profile of that kind of um, relationship. And speaking of infidelity, the complicated reasons why some people cheat. So there was a 
a new um, a new study done. Well, it wasn't wasn't much of a study. It was more of a of a survey, really. Uh, this is a survey from a. I just want you to take it with a grain of salt because it was a survey from an online hookup site. Okay, so remember where it's coming from. This is not published in a, a scientific journal. So let's just not make too huge generalizations here. But according to the numbers, their numbers, 63% of females said cheating made them feel more alive. 39% said it helped them regain their confidence. And 43% of female cheaters had an affair to have the feeling of butterflies again. What women say they seek from an affair is, uh, number one, sex, which is 65%, the butterfly feeling, that was described by 43%, to explore new desires, 41%, and um, affection at 41%, and friendship, 39%. Men, though, uh, they were looking far more for sex, so 87% versus the 65% of the women. Uh, 39% they were uh, looking for uh, exploring uh, new desires, and affection was less than it was for guys, uh, for women, which is only at 33%. So, um, of course, people are looking for different kinds of things from an affair, emotional connection, physical chemistry, or... Uh, maybe, maybe something else, right? Uh, they, it also said on the site, many of our members tell us that infidelity, let's see if you believe this, has helped save their marriage by satisfying their natural desires, allowing them to return back to the marriage, a more complete person. That's on the website of the, this online hookup site, which I don't even know which one it is, uh, that did this survey. Of course they would tell you that, right? Do you really think that that is the truth? I, yikes, have a hard time with that. Uh, all right, we still don't have a winner. I'm going to repeat again the clues. Listen carefully. It's not hard, okay? I'm a four-letter word that ends with T. I can be taken orally. When I'm hard, I take too long. What am I? 514-790-0800. It's easy. <laughs> A couple of people texted in. <laughs> Only thing I got, ATM. It's not an ATM and it's not a tent. Okay, so there you go. Uh, so I've given you a couple of clues there, but close, close, close. So let's see if anybody gets it. Let's talk about uh, another study done about why people fake orgasms. Why do people, why do men and women, and by the way, it's not just a female thing, men also pretend to enjoy sex more than they really do. Men and women both fake orgasms. So this was a study done out of Sydney, Australia. Uh, they recruited 650 volunteers to complete surveys about their history of fakery and various aspects of their sexual psychology. So what they did is they presented each volunteer with a list of 37 potential reasons a person might fake an, orgasms, an orgasm, and then they indicated which reasons applied to them. And then they were able to group them into five uh, groups 
they clustered them, so it was easier to, to analyze. So number one, the most popular reason for faking orgasm was to provide positive feedback uh, to convince a partner that he or she had done a good job. Number two, that was the second most popular reason, sexual boredom. So when sex is dull, not fun, then yes. Uh, reason number three, to enhance enjoyment. These uh, individuals reported that simulating satisfaction would arouse their partner, thereby leading to a more fun experience for everybody. Essentially faking it till you make it. Um, so that was interesting. And the fourth most popular reason was to avoid the unpleasant consequences of a disappointing lovemaking session. So just not saying anything at all and just being, being done with it. And then the final reason cited was to deceive a partner. Some of these, um, they say some of these dissemblers might be planning to cheat on their partner. If so, then what better way to allay suspicion of their designs than convincing the partner that their relationship still has a sexual spark. So pretending because you want to deceive them to make them believe something's still there, but really you're going out and doing something nasty on the side there. So, uh, very, very, uh, interesting. And men and women didn't seem to fake orgasms for the same reasons, by the way. Men were more likely to fake to avoid conflict, while women were, were more likely to fake to enhance sexual pleasure and to provide a positive feedback. So I find that uh, quite interesting. So men are the avoiders of conflict. I would think that would be for women too. Uh, men reacting very differently to breakups, according to science. We'll, uh, we'll take a look at that study and I'll answer more of your questions also coming up. So do send them in at 514-800 and we'll see if we have a winner for our dirty mind. This is Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Boy, I thought I picked a real easy, dirty mind. I'm going to give it to one of our texters tonight. Uh, I'm a four-letter word that ends with T. I can be taken orally. When I'm hard, I take too long. Somebody said mint. It's not mint. But Gray, of course, got it, and it's test. The answer is test. So, Gray, congratulations. You get a one-month unlimited pass to 360 punch on the West Island. So hope to see you uh, there. We can do a little sparring. Uh, all right. Men react very differently to breakups, according to science. So according to statistics, by the age of 30, an individual goes through an average of two to three breakups. Uh, most of us believe that men are good at hiding their feelings and masking their sad expressions because we think men are tough and stronger than women and they don't need emotional support or reliance. Of course, that's a bunch of BS. That is not at all true. Uh, but most of the men out there deal with hurt in a different way. Uh, they may be able to subdue what they feel, but they can hardly control their emotions. They're human after all, please. Uh, so recent, uh, recent research was carried out and it showed some very interesting results. Uh, breakups take a lot more toll on a man's emotional well-being than a woman's. Yes. 
Uh, so the research was carried out in two colleges of the uh, United Kingdom, and um, they looked at uh, the people's response based on, on their breakups. So what they found is, of course, breakups are no fun for any of the individuals in a relationship. Um, for men, though, the pain, <laughs> this is how the author described it, the pain is similar to venom spreading through their body, affecting every single nerve. The most common thing we observe is that when breakups do happen, it strikes a woman from the get-go. She feels the most pain during the start. She shatters to a million pieces, but slowly starts to recover as time goes on. For men, on the other hand, the pain and realization do not strike them at first. They tend to suppress their emotions by not feeling anything at all. Over time, this feeling boils up and reaches a point of no return. From there, a man loses control over his emotions and is struck with the painful realization and that hurts them even more. Women, because they rely on emotional support, talk their pain out whether that be to a friend or a therapist. The pain is lifted off the chest and they make quicker pace towards the road of healing. But men don't rely on anyone and they mostly keep their feelings to themselves. That's why it takes them longer to heal. What do you think about that? Yeah, that makes sense. But it's interesting that uh, research looked at that. All right, I want to answer a couple of questions now. Uh, if, if you, uh, there's still a couple of minutes left in the show, so if there's a, a sex question that you want to uh, uh, to uh, have answered, then send it in at five one four eight hundred. So this person wrote in, my boyfriend who is sixty eight, I am sixty. Before sexual intercourse, he uses coconut oil with tea tree oil concoction that he makes to lubricate my vagina. Also, he uses three or four fingers to go deep inside. After this activity, I have pain when I urinate every time. What should I do and tell him I need help? Okay, first of all, tea tree oil does not belong in the vagina ever. It can actually quite damage the vagina and the lining. At 60 years old, you have a postmenopausal vagina, which means it's more fragile, which means that the lining is thinner. Uh, so using the tea tree oil in there is not a good idea. It could, you could be, you're having a reaction to something for sure. Um, now the, you can see if, cause you can use coconut oil all on its own. Um, try just with the coconut oil, but I would recommend really, uh, you can use a silicone lubricant, which is quite oily and, and, and greasy. And you can get some with, uh, get some, some natural lubricants that are out there that they sell. I'm not opposed to the coconut oil. I think it's okay if your body reacts well to it. So you might want, he might want to stop with the concoction and just use the coconut oil and see if that has the same activity. The other thing too is, is he causing some kind of damage, um, by putting in three or four fingers, like are his nails cut short and like, you've got to make sure that, that there's, uh, that that doesn't hurt the inside of the vagina. If it hurts, stop it. And it's your vagina and you have pain after, like, you're not going to want to have intercourse with this, with your boyfriend. If every time you suffer the consequences after doesn't make sense. So take care of your vagina. Do not use tea tree oil 
and um, also look into getting estrogen replacement for the vagina. In other words, it's uh, like Vagifam or some other, uh, you can ask your doctor about this, you need a prescription for it, um, or Replens or something like that. Gynotroph is another one, which uh, restores some of the, uh, uh, like the estrogen in your vagina to make it more elastic and, and what have you. So that's a good idea. Uh, yeah, somebody said nails, ca- nails carry germs. That's true. Make sure hands are nice and clean and, and all of that. Uh, why, why not use KY? You can use KY. Um, KY or is a water-based lubricant. There's two kinds. There's KY jelly and there's KY liquid. The gel is, uh, dries up real quick. So it's not something that I would uh, highly recommend. I mean, for some people it works fine. That's great. But uh, there's KY liquid and there's just so many others now that are on the market that are also uh, very good. So uh, you want one that, that keeps its uh, uh, oiliness or wetness or, or what have you. So another question that came in, do uncircumcised men enjoy sex more than circumcised men? So I, I had looked at the studies, and we've talked about this before. Uh, the studies show there's no real significant difference between sexual enjoyment from circumcised or uncircumcised men. But that's really hard to tell if you're comparing, for example, uh, men who have been circumcised at birth, right? How do you how do you measure sexual pleasure? So a lot of studies have been carried out with men who've had later term, uh, like adult circumcisions for various maybe penile problems or what have you. And by and large, the studies do not show a major uh, difference. That's not saying that some men will tell you that they're either, uh, some men are more sensitive, some men less sensitive. Uh, So um, there's no like studies that show categorically that uh, uncircumcised men enjoy it uh, more. There you go. Uh, can I answer another question? Uh, how to build stamina for intercourse. I'm assuming you mean how to build, uh, how to last longer. Uh, I don't know if you're suffering from, uh, premature ejaculation or not, which would be like under a minute. Um, most men last about two to five minutes of thrusting your average. That's average. Some less, some more. Uh, the way to do it is to practice, so practice either with masturbation or with intercourse where you stop and start and prolong it. Some people call this, uh, edging a little bit. So meaning that you just go to the edge and then you stop yourself, you go to the edge, you stop yourself, uh, et cetera. And then you can train yourself to, uh, to last longer. But, you know, before you want to keep up that kind of stamina, find out what your partner wants. Does your partner want you to last a whole lot longer? Uh, Because for a lot of women, the foreplay is the most important part for them and not that intercourse should last for hours and hours. So um, understand that. Like find out what, what she would want because oftentimes people think quite the opposite. They make assumptions about what their partner wants and that's not the reality. 
That's it for me. Thank you so much for listening to Passion. I always uh, love uh, spending time with you here. Uh, thank you to our technical producer, Brian Callisar. Thank you to our passion researcher, Linda DeLisi. Don't forget, you can send me your questions anytime. I know some are coming in now. Unfortunately, I ran out of time, but I'll get to it first thing on Monday. You can send them in to me by email to laurie at drlaurie.com or just go to my website, drlaurie.com. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, a fabulous weekend, and remember to live your life with passion. Say love is the answer, so go spread it.